today I want to um, give you kind of go back to the basics maybe on uh, a particular subject that I believe, you know, it's always important, but I know that even right now it's extremely important. And that is on the subject of faith. Um, I'm just going to give you some quick points on it. And uh, we're not going to try to go in super deep today. But I just want to give you some foundational truths um, from the Word of God. Because as a pastor, I, I get to see people's lives and how they respond. And I get to see whether they're walking in faith whether they're walking just in presumption, whether they're merely walking and hoping something will happen, as opposed to having confidence and knowing that through faith, I can see God work in my life. And then not only that, but as I've shared before in 1 John 5, 4, the Bible says that our victory over this world is our faith. Think about that statement. It says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Right, and then it says, "And this is the victory that's overcome the world." What is our what is our victory? It's our faith. So, if my victory to overcome in this world is my faith, then I want to know that my faith is working. Right, I want to know that my faith works. I want to know that my faith is operational. I want to know that 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 I'm I'm standing squarely and truly upon the Word of God and applying my faith properly in my life. And listen, it's not a bunch of do's and don'ts, but there are some principles of faith in our life that I want to share with you because, you know, sometimes I think maybe we think about faith and depending on the situation, you know, it's more of a hope or it's more of a God have mercy and thank God for His mercy, right? But I don't want to just live there. God has given me through his word and his promises the ability and the power to live victoriously in this life. To overcome in this life. And it's not, it's not, a, um, it's not just a, a religious cliche. It's the truth. Right? And so many, uh, even in the body of Christ, there's plenty of people that are pulling back from the truth and they're living more to their opinion. And I'm just going to tell you right now, faith doesn't work through opinion. It is not operational through opinion. It's not going to do anything in your life except give you a sense of self-confidence that I'm going to do what I want to do and what I think instead of me doing what the Word says in my life. And faith is not elusive. Faith is not something that's impossible. Faith is not this thing that's way out there and unless you have just such great faith. No, the Bible says faith is a mustard seed. Faith is a mustard seed. Just a little bit of faith in my life can move mountains. It can change everything. So I'm not talking about even walking in this, you know, grandstand of faith. We can just have a Faith is a mustard seed and see God's miracle power, God's healing power, God's delivering power, amen, God's provision, see God's plan and and, and purpose for my life come to pass, amen? So here it is, here's the points. Number one, Hebrews 11.3, it says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. 
So the first thing is, is that by faith, we understand how the kingdom works. In other words, we don't understand everything just according to our mental faculty. You know, when I first got saved, I was a child. I didn't know everything there was to know about salvation and how it worked. I just knew on the inside that I needed Jesus. There was a conviction on the inside of me. And, and, and so I received by faith salvation in my life. And then my understanding or my head had to catch up. And if you're not careful, and, and part of it to blame is the church because we've, we've taken out so much of the word and we've put in there so much of social construct and information as to, to, to assimilate in the soul. And I'm not saying you don't need to have understanding. You need to have revelation. But my point is, is that I can grab hold of something by faith without fully understanding it yet. And I can believe God for it. Let me tell you something, the woman with the issue of blood, she didn't have all the understanding of how it was going to work. She just said to herself, if I can get to Jesus and grab the hem of his garment, then I'm going to be made whole. She didn't have 50 sermons behind her. She didn't have 50 books that she read. She didn't have all the natural understanding of how that was going to work because everything in the natural told her that it wouldn't. But she heard the word, she heard that Jesus healed, and she had a faith in that. And so I want to encourage you, by faith, we understand, and the Bible says we understand that the things which we see were created by things that we don't. The things which you see weren't necessarily just created out of oblivion, out of nothing. They were actually spoken into existence. Amen? And so there is this realm, there is this other part called the spirit realm, the realm of the spirit, amen? And that's, the Bible says that faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things unseen. There's a place that I have in faith that I understand that there's a whole nother realm that's going on. And the simplistic way to be able to maybe explain that and help you understand that this morning is that right now, and I, I, I should have brought one this morning, and I didn't. But if I brought in a radio with a, an antenna and a tuner, if I brought it in, and I turned it on, and then I started dialing that tuner, some of you are too young, you don't even know what that is. If I just hit the seek button, right? You know what I'm saying? It just digitally, automatically searches for the next signal. It catches a signal. That signal didn't come into existence when I turned the radio on. The signal's been there the whole time. I just tapped into it. So I want you to understand by faith that there is a realm of the Spirit that has been existence from the foundations of the world. It is there. It is always working. It is always operating. It is always flowing. And it's my responsibility by faith to understand and tap into that. So I have to receive that and understand it by faith. I can't even explain it all to you. Amen? But I know that it's there, and I know how to receive from it. Amen? So we need to understand that in our life. That's the first thing. Number two is, is that by faith we hear and we believe. And what do you mean by that? Romans 10, 17 says, by, by faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The Word of God. So faith 
in my life comes from receiving the word of God into my life. And it comes from hearing the word to this morning right now. You've positioned yourself for the potential for faith in your life. It's not a guarantee. You have the potential for faith in your life this morning concerning the word that's being preached. You're the determinant on that. And I'll show you that here in a minute. But faith, we've got, to, we've got to hear and receive the word of God with ears of faith. What does that mean? It means that I'm receiving the word of God with the intent of believing it and actually acting on it. Instead of just knowing it. If faith just came by knowing, we would all be giants. Right? But it doesn't just come by knowing. I have to hear with the ears of faith. I have to receive it. Amen. The second part is, is that I have to believe that the word of God is the truth. I have to believe that the word of God is the truth. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If I don't believe that the word of God is the truth, then I won't ever be able to walk in faith. I have to believe in the word of God. The Bible says, in 1 Thessalonians 2.13, it says, Because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. You see, I've got to receive that. I've got to hear it and, and have ears that hear it according to faith. And, and, and I've got to believe that the word of God is true. Jesus said in John 17, 17, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is true. That's the words of Jesus. He said, your word is true. It's not a true. And we compare it to everything else we hear. The word of God is the truth and everything else is compared to it. So I, when I make up and determine in my mind and in my heart that the word of God is the truth, then that opens me up to be able to walk uh, in a level of faith in my life concerning the things, amen, that I'm receiving or, or seeing that have been provided to me through the promises of God. Hebrews 4.2 says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. Huh. The word they heard didn't profit them. Why? Because it was not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Again, if it was just the knowledge of the word, if all I did was come to church and get the knowledge of the world, we would, we'd we all be giants by what we know and what we have memorized. And that's important. But I've got to believe that it's the truth, and I've got to mix it with faith. Amen? I've got to believe in the Word of God. Number three, by faith we speak. Hebrews 10.23 says that we hold fast the profession of what? Of our hope. Without wavering, why? For he who what? Promised is faithful. I hold fast the what? The confession of my hope without wavering. Why? Because he who promised is faithful. Because I believe his word is true. I believe in the one who said it. 
and he's faithful to his word. He watches over it to perform it in my life. You go over and read in Romans chapter 4. It's one of my favorite passages about Abraham. And, and, and you read about Abraham and Sarah. And the Bible says that Abraham looked at Sarah. Abraham looked at himself. And he realized that there was no way that they were in position to be able to have a baby. Says Abraham being about 100 years old. But the Bible says that against all hope, in hope, he believed, not being weak in faith. You see, Abraham was persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to perform. So in your life, you've got to be fully persuaded that what God's promised, he's able, not only able, but willing to perform in your life. That allows me to have a profession or declaration of faith in my life. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, it says, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Faith is not coming to church and saying the right things around other believers. That's not faith. Faith is that the word of God is in you and you believe it and are persuaded so much that it's the only thing you can say about it. Come on now. In other words, it's in you, and it's in you to the point to where that's what's coming out of your mouth all the time. All the time. Not just around other believers, not just when you're having a good day, but it's what's coming up because that's what's in you. That by his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I was healed. By his stripes, I am made whole. He paid the price for my sickness and disease. Not going around saying, well, my sickness, my virus, my this, my that. Listen, what you're doing is you're negating your faith. Your faith is that you're sick. That's what your faith is is when that's coming out of your mouth, and it could be finances, it could be relationships, it could be your job, it could be anything you want to apply that concerns the promises of God, which he said he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. So anything that pertains to your life, there's a promise of God. And it's not just what you post on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat. That moment, you know, let me just throw out this great scripture, but yet all the time, it's not really what's coming out of your mouth. Listen, I'm not fussing at you. I want you to understand where our words have power. The Bible says in Proverbs that the the power of life and death is in the tongue. Jesus said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. Listen, you've got the Spirit of God in you, and when you open your mouth, you are speaking into your situation. You are declaring. As Pastor Kevin will probably tell you next week, you're sowing seeds into your future. The confession of my mouth. I can't say I believe one thing and speak another. They have to match. And the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the what? The mouth speaks. Whatever's in me is what's going to come out. Amen. Number four is by faith we obey. 
By faith we obey. James chapter 1 verse 22, it says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Being doers of the word and not hearers only. Now listen, deceiving ourselves. So if I'm not a doer of the word, I am deceiving myself. What's the deception? That I'm going to receive what I heard without me having to do anything. That's the deception. That's why you have disgruntled Christians and you have others that, 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 that are renouncing the faith. They're walking away. It's not because God's not real or his word doesn't work. It's because at some point they went about it wrong. And we don't like that. We don't want to look at when, when we see something and we've prayed for something and an answer doesn't come, we don't want to look at ourselves and say, did I miss something? Did, did I miss something here? God's not mad at you. He's not punishing you. Amen. But did I miss something? Was, is it possible? Is it possible that maybe I was walking in deception in this arena? Listen, I have in my life. I've presumed something by faith when it really wasn't faith. And we just want to say, oh, well, God must not have wanted me. God must not want me to have that. But that's not what lines up with the word. So if, it, if it's in the word and God promises it, he has already provided it. And my job is just to position myself in a place to receive it. And I'm telling you how to do that. So I've got to obey in my life the things of God, the word of God. Listen, no matter how small or how insignificant, obedience is going to be necessary for your faith to work and the power of God to be activated. Even through salvation, I have to, what, believe in my heart and confess with my mouth. I'm not... Obedience is not earning something. Obedience is a reflection of what I believe. Now listen to me. So when I don't obey the word, what I'm saying is that I don't truly believe the word. I'm saying that I, I know this is what it says, but I'm not to the place yet in my life that I actually believe that it's true and that God's going to honor what he said. I, I'm not, there's a lack of faith there. But if I believe it, then I'm going to act on it. Now, I realize there could be other factors in our life and things that come up and thank God for his grace and his mercy, and, and, and this is not law. Amen? But it is principle. And I've got to make sure that I'm doing my best to apply the principle in my life, and I'm going to have to have obedience no matter how insignificant it may seem. Listen, the man at the pool of Bethesda, Jesus walks up and, 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 and he starts interacting with this guy and, 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 and the guy's like, you know, uh, the angel comes and stirs the water. I don't have anybody to push me in. And Jesus, you know, talks to him and he says, well, take up your bed and walk, you're healed. I don't believe 
This is just my personal belief. I don't believe that he just floated up onto his feet and his mat floated up into his hands. I believe that by faith, he said, Jesus told me to do this, so I'm doing it. Even though his whole life said he couldn't, Jesus showed up and in a moment said, I say you can. The question you need to ask yourself is who told you that? When you're struggling in believing the word of God, who told you something contrary? Where did you learn that? Where did you get that? You you may struggle as far as believing God for healing in your body. You may struggle with that. Amen? And so you've got to go back and say, who told me that God doesn't heal? Where did that ever come into my life? And I've got to be willing to say, I renounce that. I set that aside. I'm choosing to believe what the Word says. And I'm not saying it's easy. That's why Paul called it a fight of faith. But the good news is, is that you win. You stick with it. I know it doesn't all happen overnight, but we stick with it and we win. Amen. And then number five is, is by faith we give thanks. We give thanks to God knowing that we have the victory, knowing that we have the possession of the things we've asked for. That's one thing I believe that sometimes kind of falls to the wayside is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving isn't just about God needing to hear you say thank you. Thanksgiving is as much about you knowing that you have what you've asked for. And therefore, I'm going to already give thanks for it. Even though I haven't seen it yet, even though I don't see the manifestation of it, even though in the natural things may not have changed yet, but I'm going to give thanks to God knowing that I have what I've asked and that I believe that it's mine. And through thanksgiving, I receive. That's why over in Philippians 4, 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with what? Thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. I believe that's in there because it's part of the process of faith. It's part of believing God and receiving and being thankful that, yes, God, I believe that it's mine. I don't just believe that you can do it. Normally, we say thank you when somebody does something, what, for you. They give you something, what do you say? We teach our granddaughter that. You know, can I have some fruit snacks? What do you say? Please. Okay? And then you give them to her. What do you say? Thank you. It's not just a southern colloquial thing that we do. It's an actual statement saying, I've received something, and it's in my possession, and I'm thankful. And it could be even a, a, a thing that you, you know, you go and buy a car. You know, you go and buy a car and say, listen, we're going to get it cleaned up. We're going to get it ready and you can pick it up tomorrow. But here, sign on this paperwork and it says it's yours. Well, at that moment, I can say thank you. It's mine. Yeah, but you don't have it yet. I don't have to have it yet. I've got the proof of it. And I can say thank you for it. You see, faith is, another translation says, it's the title deed. It's the proof that I have what I'm believing for, 
and the proof is reflectant in my obedience and in my thanksgiving. Do you see what I'm saying? And the people call you crazy for that. They say, well, I don't see it. Well, I don't need you to see it. It's not your faith, it's mine. I see it and I believe it and it's mine. I don't care what you think. I can't tell you how many people have been talked out of things when they actually received it and then they go and they, quote, if you will, lose it or walk out of it because somebody talks them out of it. Don't let anybody talk you out of the word. Amen. Don't let them talk you out of what you're believing God for. The Bible says over in Hebrews 12 too, that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author, the originator, the one who began it, amen, in us, and he's the perfecter. That word finisher means perfecter. He's the one that brings it to maturity. And, and I don't have time today but you can go in and read about people, those with little faith, those with great faith. Amen. There's all different kinds of faith that you see as far as different places. But the Bible says we've all been given a measure of faith. And I believe it's a measure of faith for salvation. And believe that. And so I want to encourage you this morning. I know I've gone through this pretty quick, but you can get the notes online and I've got additional scriptures. And you can go through and put the word in you and study and see what it says about it. But God is not holding back and God's not trying to cause what he's promised to be elusive. Right? It's already provided. It's like going into the refrigerator and knowing that that banana pudding, homemade, warm, out of the oven, well, not the refrigerator, cold, day-old banana pudding, it was once warm and now it's cold, right? Knowing that it's in there, amen? And you go in, you open it up and you grab it. I, I, I'm serious, I want you to see that. You are a child of God. It is not that you are being arrogant. It's that God has already promised. And I'm not begging him, oh, can I have some pudding? Can I? You know, it's like, it's like God baked you pudding for your birthday. It's your birthday. He baked it for you. He provided it. He doesn't expect you to come and grovel and beg so you can eat it. He did it for you. So all the promises are for who? For you. They're for you. And I understand we all face things in our life. As a pastor, I know we face things where we don't have an explanation and this didn't work out and that didn't work out. Listen, we don't get under condemnation. We don't get under condemnation. We don't get under and, 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 and overanalyze. What we do is we just get up and we keep walking and keep standing and keep believing and keep uh, trusting in his word. Sometimes we get hung up as believers and, and something doesn't go right and then the enemy uses that to pounce on you. Listen, I want you to know this morning, it's not about how good you are. It's not about how perfect you are. Amen. It's really just about your heart and you grabbing hold of the word. And you say, well, how do I know when you're fully persuaded? Not, not here. Not just here. 
But in here, I know, I know that I know that I know. I know. I know that I'm healed. I know it. I know that I'm provided for. I know that I'm protected. I know that I have a future. I know that I'm called. You see what I'm saying? You can't talk those out of me. Why? Because I'm fully persuaded. In my spirit, there's faith in me. And what faith does for all of us is it makes us all equal candidates. You don't have to be special. Every one of you are an equal candidate for any promise in the Word of God. Because he's no respecter of person. And he loves you. And the Bible says that faith worketh by love. God loves you. 